Hey, Maka. Hey, Shreddy. We're number 10. Number 10. We made it to a decade. Hitting double figures, and we are rocking the air guitar right now in celebration. With the Rock House riff for Sports and Spit. Oh, took us a while to get here. Yeah, we've had a few weeks off. There's been plenty happening. Yeah. But we're back in the driver's seat. Yeah, we're coming back out here for episode 10 of Sports and Spit. It's been a, uh, a long couple of weeks between drinks We've uh, and a hell of a lot of sport that's gone on in between. That's right. So uh, we've got heaps of content to cover tonight, so we're going to have to uh, churn through it and hook right in, aren't we, Streety? That's it. April is definitely one of the best times in the year for sport. Yeah. Um, Plenty on. Yeah, it's all good. Well, yeah. let's, uh, let's jump straight in. Well, so where you been, Streety? Tell me. Well, I've been up in uh, Queensland on a holiday. Yep. And did you drop in on the Commonwealth Games? I did. Yeah, I excellent. did, but not before I bought a brand new set of golf clubs. Brand new set of golf clubs. Yeah. I did hear this rumor, and I also heard that you are the newest member of the Charlestown Golf Club. Is that right? That's right. I've played uh, two and a half Silver rounds. The Fox gets his medal eventually. Two and a half rounds in um, seven days, and I'm wow. yet to crack 111 off the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so are you one of those golfers all like where basically... You've just got these really expensive clubs, but no idea how well, to use No, they weren't that expensive. It was a Nike set. I right. got a half price, brand new, with a bag. Yep. 650 bucks. Okay, so that makes them a $1,200 set normally. So, yeah, yeah. So, fellow golfers, uh, yeah. the rumor on the street is that Nike are getting out of golf hardware. So, a lot of the dealerships and, and golf sellers um, are getting rid of all their clubs and irons and all that sort of stuff. Right. And often at uh, cheap prices to recoup their money. Okay, so you so, heard it here from Sports and Spits resident 70-year-old man who would like to save money and be a pensioner. Um, uh, you can get cheap clubs if you buy a Nike. Having a shot knee and all that, no longer been able to play basketball anymore. Yeah. My golf is my... Uh, <laughs> and riding mountain bikes and other bikes is my new sports. 38-year-old man and a 70-year-old man's body. But the day I can crack 100 will be a good day. Oh, right, that'll be It's big. not too far off. Well, we look forward to it, maybe. How was your experience at the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast? Mate, it was really good. So um, we had, you know, loosely joked on the, one of the previous shows about what, what event we should go see. Yep. And coming back down from the Sunshine Coast on the way to the Gold Coast, um, we uh, jumped on the website in the car Beautiful. and just um, bought some tickets to see the badminton. Yeah, fantastic. At, at the Carrara Complex. The Shuttlecock. That's right. Mm. Which, um, did you know, was is the second most popular sport in the world. Is that right? Yeah, mate. Most Thank you very world. much, Asia. And the shuttlecock itself is made from the left wing only of a goose. Right, is that right? Yep. And the right wing, not not in use at all? Don't know what they do with the right wing. Right, okay. Mm. Bit extreme, who knows? Yeah, it is pretty extreme. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. And did that? Did you pick all of that up from just attending the, the shuttlecock? Or was no, that... I was actually um, getting a uh, drink of water right. from the, an overpriced $5.20 bottle of water Holy from the concession stand. And they had yeah. a whiteboard just near the entrance to the indoor stadium, right. which rattled off some random facts about badminton. Okay. And um, yep. they're the two takes that I got out of that. Right. And did Australia win the, any gold medals? Because we won a bucket load everywhere else. Well, not in the badminton. Okay. Um, I went to the uh, they called a teams event so there were four countries competing mm -hmm. there was um, Sri Lanka Pakistan yep. um, Jamaica yep. and Singapore right um, that was a nice mix of nations it was it was some uh, bloody and, nice food in all and, of them too and Scotland as well yeah right um, and Probably. India yeah okay so there was six, t six nations all up competing in this teams event um, across a mix of singles, men's and ladies, uh, mixed doubles, um, right. same, you know, guys' doubles, yep. girls' doubles. Yeah. And they all did a round robin, did different events, and, um, you know, I don't know how it worked, but... Okay. Yeah, it was good. It was a quick, fast game. It's actually good good to watch. Yeah. And um, the badminton, when you're there in the arena, there's four live games going on at once. Okay. And are you, what your, your seats are positioned on one court? No, well, you basically sit... Sort of uh, either end, so you got okay. a full view of all four courts. Oh, so you can see all of them. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like? Uh, it was pretty good, pretty decent crowd. Mm. Um, a lot of Indian supporters there. Okay. At one stage in the men's singles game, there was a Scottish guy, and he won the first set. Mm -hmm. um, so there's quite a, a lot of rowdy brave hearts there. Yep. And then uh, the Indian bloke in the second set turned it around and was up 17-love in the oh. second set. 
Cop that Scotland. And then um, these Indians were just cheering, 21 nil, 21 nil, 21 nil. They were hoping for the shutout. Oh, totally. And then yeah. I made the joke to my daughter saying that if he lost to zero, he'd have to... It was a pants game. Yeah, okay. That's she, the rule. That's she was worried universally. That, Yeah. She said, does he really have to take his pants off and thought it was real, but... Yes, I yes, he does. Yeah, that is the In a social game, rule. you definitely have to take your pants oh, off, but in... Well, in, I think it should be a rule applied across the world. An internationally sanctioned event, definitely not. No. Um, another great thing about the badminton, it was the weightlifting was on in the same complex next door. Yep. Um, and that place was like a nightclub on New Year's Eve. It was going off. Really? Yeah, it was like a rock concert. Great. Um, and we were there the day at the same time, although we didn't see it, we could hear it when the um, Australian CrossFitter. Yep, Tia Claire Toomey. Yeah, when she won her gold medal with mm-hmm. it on the final lift. Wow. Um, so the I think. would have gone off. It looked like it went off on the TV. Weight, weightlifting was probably one of the um, key spectator events. Mm. It looked, looked like a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, well, it probably is too, right? Like, I mean, uh, there was a lot of it that was a great spectator event. Probably what wasn't such a great spectator event was the closing ceremony. No, I think the best thing about that is the stadium at Carrara. Very nice stadium, but okay. no one turns up to it for anything. No, no. Aside from you know, athletics. Have you been there before? It's like, it's a fair way out. It is a fair way out. Um, it's easy to access if you're coming into the Gold Coast from sure. the north, but yeah. um, there's a few roads that connect it to the surface paradise, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is in is in the suburbs. Yeah. Um, but I wonder yeah. how many people went to shooters on the Gold Coast, like how many athletes are at shooters. Well, a lot, of, a lot of businesses are complaining that um, their, no one their trade was down. Was it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Not a lot of people were... Oh, well, lucky school holidays are on now, so there'll be more people up there now. Yeah. But you were saying the volunteer army was significant up there. Oh, mate, if, you, if your shoe was untied, you'd have 15 volunteers around you offering to give you a hand tying Is your shoe. Is that right? The, well, if you're going to build a volunteer army, you'd start on the Gold Coast, wouldn't you, with all the retirees? Yeah, yeah. Well, the volunteer to spectator ratio was at least three to one. Is that right? It was crazy. Wow. So maybe they all just wanted free tickets and get a, a nice uniform and, and a week yeah. off work to You know what around? I find with volunteers, especially the senior citizens, it's always about the uniform. And the pins. Yeah, and the free bus rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But that's good. Good on them. That's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, credit to the Gold Coast. They put in a good show. Very well organised. Yeah. Um, Unfortunate for bingo organisers around the Gold Coast uh-huh. for the week. There yeah, wouldn't yeah. have been many attendees. The local there. RSLs would have been a bit quiet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the games are good. Aussies dominated maybe too much. Did they dominate too much? Oh, I think when you win, like, I don't know, you win 245 medals or something crazy like that, it's... You were telling me before we started recording that, that uh, what was it, that Queensland yeah. won... So Queensland athletes won more medals than English athletes. Correct. Wow. So they won more medals than England, yeah. which got me thinking that maybe Australia is so dominant mm. in these Commonwealth Games yeah. that um, as opposed to competing as Australia, yeah. maybe we should compete as states just to... Even the playing field to make okay. it more interesting. Yeah, to give other nations a bit of a, a shot. All right. Yeah. Because when when we watch our athletes win, it's I can't really get excited when Australia wins a gold medal. Really, I get really in, excited. In, I love it. Oh, well, I mean the swimming. I love dominating. Like, what, we're swimming. We're, we're swimming against other Australians. So in, in that you're swimming respect, against the clock, you're swimming against. But there's like it's a competitive swimming event. Totally. Right? And you know, if, if I think the most exciting thing about a gold medal swim in the mm. Commonwealth Games from Australia is if they get a world record. Yeah, the sure. Olympics is a totally different story, mm. but we're just so dominant in swimming yeah. that I can't really get excited about winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal yeah, but then we as go a to spectator. The, we go to the World Championships and America just basically punches us in the face and we That's right. can't do anything about it. So Well, we, we, we have good swimmers, but, you yeah, know, it's, but I guess not, it's, yeah. we're not American. Anyway. So. Oh, so what about um, one of the controversies of the games? Michael Shelley, the Australian marathon runner who won the gold medal, but he had to step over the top of a Scottish competitor with two k's to go or so. I've seen a lot on social media about this. I've seen, like, I'm a runner. I run some endurance events. Well, I'm not a runner. I'm more a shuffler than yeah. anything. But, but I, I, so I'm, I've, I've completed marathons, and I mean, I hang around runners. And there's a pretty staunch belief in the running community, obviously, that, well, this is a race. You were competing in a race, and there's there's 42.195 kilometres of the course to cover, and the Scottish competitor only covered 40 kilometres of it. So bad luck. Well, if this is a park run, you give the bloke a hand. Yep. This, this is for a gold medal. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. So Yeah, yeah you don't stop. 
I mean, it was unfortunate scenes. No one ever wants to see somebody struggle like that. There was medical assistance there. There was people there to give him a hand. Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be up to the Australian bloke to, uh, to get, you know, to, to stop and help. Fellow competitors shouldn't be stopping and giving people medical assistance. If, like, at the shuttlecock when you were there, if you someone gets hurt, you're not gonna, you're not gonna expect the other blokes the one who goes and gives him medical assistance. I no, mean, that's no. a, you want to win. Yeah. You know, well, you can't do anything about it. You don't say, oh, well, bad luck, mate. You were winning at the time, so you win. Yeah. That's the way it goes. That's right. Oh, when you hurt yourself. No, I think Australia, you need to have a good, long, hard look at yourself if you're worried about Michael Shelley. Good on you, mate. Run on. And that was his third Commonwealth Games gold medal too, Michael yeah. Shelley's. Pretty One thing uh, that, that struck me in the athletics arena, uh, there was uh, Mitchell Stark's um, brother, who's mm. a character in Game of Thrones, Brandon Stark. Yep. He won the high jump gold medal. He I watched that on TV. That, yeah, that was, that was, that was quite good. good. Yep. Um, that's so, all I, like. I, I get excited when Australia wins um, athletic medals because yeah. we don't win no. like at world championships and stuff. We come a very respectable twenty seventh in most of those events, and that's great. But it's lovely to see it at the Commonwealth Games, and we're up there, and and they're competing for medals and all yeah, that exactly. sort of stuff. So yeah, and yeah, then um, roll on Commonwealth Games again. We had some para athletes competing um, on the cards with the able bodied athletes. Yeah, so which... that was pretty awesome to see. What do you think about that, Streety? You think that's something that they should roll out for the Olympic Games? I think there will now be a push for that to happen, and I can probably mm. see maybe not the next Olympics, but maybe the you know, one or two after that, where mm. we begin to see um, Paralympic athletes competing uh, within the framework of the Olympic Games, where whether they they merge together. Yeah. How they worked it out from a logistical point of view is. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I I I think that logistical point of view would be one that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Because I suspect that. Uh, so what I wouldn't want it to do is I think it's great I think the para-athletes should be able to compete um, with the able-bodied athletes but I just don't want to see any athlete miss out on the opportunity to compete because of sheer weight of numbers of competitors right? Mm. so so the, Olymp- the Olympic Village or the athletes accommodation is only so big the arenas are only so big and there's only so many hours in the day to hold all the events Yeah. so I wouldn't want to have the size of say the Paralympics reduced so that it could fit in with the Olympics at the same time so I think logistically it would be a very difficult task but I'd love to see it and I'm sure they could solve it so well if they could put a man on the moon and do all sorts of crazy things Mm. maybe we should put Elon Musk in uh, charge of the Olympic Committee because he seems to be able to make things happen does he? he he claims to make things happen well puts rockets into space that can land again that's true so what about the biggest controversy of the games? The closing ceremony, mate. With no was, it, was it that or Liz Cambage and her... Um, her ejection her from ejection the from gold, gold medal, medal game? Day? Well, I think it was less her ejection and more her reaction. I think she was behaving like a peanut mm. again. and But, well, that was what the public's perception was because she was probably, I don't know, enjoying her ejection a little bit too much. But I don't know that I mind Liz Cambage. Oh, she doesn't rub me the wrong way. I don't like. I think she's a pretty solid competitor. Yeah. I think like as a younger athlete, she probably made a few probably poor decisions. But like I've said before, mate, when I was young, I made a couple of poor decisions. I make I kind of. Um, she reminds me a lot of Andrew Fafita in the you know oh, yeah. in a similar context as what he is in in rugby league. Sure. A bit of a polarizing character, liked, yeah. loved, hated. Yep. Uh, revered, not 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 so revered. Yeah. Um, but. Above she's all, a, has, has excellent ability. Definitely. Um, but can be but with she's a head also, case at times. Yeah, potentially. She's also... I mean, she's she's got pretty strong beliefs about who she wants to be and and, and she follows those. I, like, I think she's one of those people that doesn't necessarily conform, which is Andrew Fafita, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's now decided that he's not going to play for Australia. He's going to play for his native uh, Tonga, is it? Or Samoa? Who's he's he got playing? Tongan heritage. Tongan um, heritage. His so. dad. Yep. So... Um, but he's ruled himself out of origin, I believe. So. Yeah. Mm. Can only be a good thing for the Cronulla Sharks. God knows when it is. Uh, as many wins as we can get now. Well, yeah, you need like everybody on deck, right? Busted asses. So the Com Games, it was amazing. It was really good. Like, I, Except I, for? Except for no athletes in the closing ceremony. Well, something happened there that we're not hearing the full uh, story of. Yeah, it was I think so. Look, actually, like, probably... Um, I, don't, like, I, get, I don't really watch the closing ceremony anyway. But it is disappointing that the athletes didn't get their moment. What I actually thought was, when I first heard it, I thought what they meant was that the athletes didn't that they didn't televise the athletes um, marching into this into the actual um, stadium. But 
what I realized later was was that it wasn't the athletes marching into the stadium wasn't part of the actual ceremony. Yeah. So, so, so whoever made that to, decision needs to lose their job. Yeah, absolutely. And they will anyway. I mean, um, it's a contract position anyway. So yeah. you, when, with that much controversy, it's just silly. Like, sometimes you just don't you don't change what works anyway. One so. of our Newcastle uh, athletes, Kurt Fernley. Yeah, it's disappointing uh, not to see Kurt get the opportunity. Yeah, he to, captured the heart of a nation again. And mm. he's a, well, you know, he's a champion in, in, in any book. Mm. Um, across any sport, able-bodied or, or disabled, or whatever it may be, definitely, he's right up there with an absolute, uh, yep, super, superb, superhuman. Um, his feats, you know, rival or probably you know surpass anything that that someone who is able-bodied can achieve or ha- has definitely. achieved. Absolutely, um, and he's a lovely bloke to match it. Yeah, right? and he, but he, so we're big fans of Kurt Fernley here on Sports and Spit, but he also. I, that was probably one of the highlights of the game, just seeing him get a marathon gold medal. But actually, what I loved was was post my, post interview. Yeah, Pat Welsh. Yeah, that's oh, right. If you didn't cry, mate, you're the hardest that, man yeah. alive. If you didn't, you're not right? human. I mean, very touching. So what what grabbed you in that interview? Like, it's probably the same thing that grabbed me. What Kurt was saying, it's just when he pointed out he's, he could see his son and he wanted to talk to his son and that's right. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a, he's a real bloke. And the fact that he said, you know, that if he, get, he could give anyone, you know, so he's. I, to paraphrase it, you know, he basically said if you could give a young athlete any advice, that would be bring your family along because it means so much more when they're, yeah. you know. Um, and that's that's amazing, you know. Like, that's just Kurt firmly to a T, isn't it? He's just such a down-to-earth bloke. He loves his family and that's what he does it for. So, mm. so good on him. Yeah. Yeah, very impressive. Kurt firmly, mate, oh, like, could be Australia's first disabled Prime Minister if he wanted to have a crack at it, to be honest. So well, you do a better job than the turkeys in the office now. Oh, God, yeah, wouldn't he want so. And then uh, Channel 7, you know, I thought it was quite funny that uh, the Channel 7 hosts were giving the organising committee a bit of a roast and oh, yeah. uh, deflecting, you know, oh, we weren't allowed to show this and that, oh. but my, my kitchen rules ran over until about yeah. 8.15. And well, I'll tell you what, if Joanna Griggs is disgusted and she's as angry as what she is, maybe she should have a long, hard look at her resume of shows that shit and shit that she puts on the TV, like... Dead said, if I have to sit through another bullshit gardening like display from her, and and see her fumble away through it, an awkward interview at some celebrity's house about their garden, Joanna, yeah. honestly, that you being on TV is one of the worst things. That's I've right. Ever I'm going to message for Channel so, Seven cooking shows. Yeah. So 2015. Oh, good lord! It's all about dating shows now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what you need to do is put a couple of desperados in some sort of Balinese resort and go for it. Yeah, I think they do something like that at the moment. Throw in alcohol and off you go. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I think I saw it. So anyway, yeah, I've got no original. On that, if if uh, if Jared was a sportsman, yeah, what 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 event do you think he compete in? Shuttlecock. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he's well. Yeah, I could see him doing javelin or even pole vault, but being totally useless at it. Oh, uh, he's because he just I, fall. He'd fall. Uh, he he falls pretty quickly and hard. <laughs> <laughs> he does so. We're not yeah, going to get into reality TV here. We can't do it. We don't have enough time. So the Commonwealth Games, that's our wrap. Streety had a great time up there on the Gold Coast. Um, he lived the dream, went to the shuttlecock, had a, uh, a great time with his family. Walked around in the stadium. Kids loved it. Yeah, and Australia dominated. So bring on Manchester 2022. Isn't it Birmingham? Birmingham, is it? Yeah, Birmingham, yeah. Manchester, who knows? Wherever it's going to be, let's, let's have a good Sunny time. England. Sunny sure England. sure they'll look forward yeah. to that one. Well, I only learned the other day that it was taken off Cape Town, I think. So Cape Town were the original host of the 2022, oh, really? I believe. And then they couldn't handle it, maybe because they're running out of water. But anyway. or And electricity. That's a water industry joke for you guys out there listening from utilities around the country. <laughs> yeah. Cape Town's a beautiful city, but they've just got to get their shit together. They do. Right, uh, what's happening in the NRL, mate? Well, well we're six weeks in. Mm. Um, it's, it's been a bit of a crazy season so far. If, if you're doing well in your tips... Oh. Then you've got some inside words somewhere because yeah. some of these results. Um, I'm running dead last. To, to to pick them, it's a bit of a uh, you'd have some supernatural abilities. Yep. Um, we're going to go over some surprises and disappointments. We're actually the, watching the Roosters and the Bulldogs now. And the well, Bulldogs. Thirty are, seconds. The Bulldogs are about to go down in an agonisingly close well, loss. They might them. score a try in the last. They won't. Two I tackles. Can tell you, they won't. They're hopeless. The Bulldogs are shit. Should we stay with the last 30 seconds here? And... No, forget it. No, Don't okay. even worry about it. Right. If they score a try, we'll pipe up. Yeah, you're right. But uh, NRL 2018, um, surprise and disappointments. Probably the biggest storyline for me so far, and mate, you may have some supernatural abilities. 
In our pre-season um, selections, you picked Parramatta for the wooden spoon. I did. Uh, we should have six again here for the doggies. And, uh, oh, there you oh, go. See, they knocked it on. Yeah, that's it. See, I told you. Pack of dickheads. Anyway. And um, Para, something's going on down there. Yeah. And they've been booted out of their state and they don't really have a home ground. No. But they are awful. They, they are horrible. They couldn't score a point against mm-hmm. an under-sixes team. Yep. Um, I don't think it's the loss of... They might of beat the Bulldogs. Semi-Radradra. Yeah. I, I can't pin the blame on Jared Hayne because he hasn't been playing because he's injured. Paramount have some major issues. Yep. And I think there's a lot of off-field stuff, a little bit of talk and a bit of well, chatter about some things happening behind the scenes with players and yep. players not getting along with coaches and players not getting along with players. Yep. Would you care to speculate as to maybe what Parramatta's issue is? Well, I don't know exactly, but obviously, but I, I would care to speculate. So the reason I picked them to, to receive the wooden spoon was because of the off-field controversies that I felt that that existed at the club at the time, right? So this is a like when you talk about, I'm not talking about the football fraternity there. I'm, what I'm talking about is all these boardroom fractions yep. that exist at Parramatta that have existed for years, probably since Dennis Fitzgerald and his cronies were responsible for the league's club and the football club, and then there was a board coup and all this kind of stuff. That kind of infighting and all these Parramatta legends wanting to be on the board and then overthrowing the board and people taking money and salary cap like issues and all that kind of stuff, there, it seems to me that Parramatta is one of those clubs that's just got such a proud history, but but... That means it comes with so much politics. And and the politics themselves, I think, have just destroyed this club from within. And I don't know that it matters what you actually have as a football team. I, I think if, if all that sort of stuff is is unsettled and, and, and then you have like different voices into players' heads about what sort of a player they are and how valuable they are to the club, it would make a, coaching a team extremely difficult. And I think that's why the Parramatta Eels are going hopeless because yeah. there's just no stability. There's no kind of direction around the club and, and everyone just kind of is sending a different message. Maybe they bought into their own hype pre-season. A lot oh, of people tipping them to top four and potential yeah. grand finalists and stuff like that. That's right. Listen, yeah. the same thing happened when Cronulla had their issues uh, when it came out in 2013. Internally, the club fell apart in 2014 and that yeah. coincided with a wooden spoon. Yeah. Um, they had people leaving left, right and centre. The coach was suspended, so mm. they actually had no internal support or structure. That's right. And all that translated to... Well, a lot of the on, board quit at the field. time, and I yep. think they didn't even have a CEO, did they? No, they, they were a mess. We had nothing. So they're the, operating the, the, So CEO. Flanagan, well, not even Flanagan, he's suspended, but when he, when he was allowed back, he was basically responsible for the recruitment and, mm. and in essence, kept the club afloat. And yep. they weren't far off of just completely going bust. Yeah. It was quite close there for a bit. So, mm. yeah, Parramatta, it's, you know, it's, it's, they're 0 6. They play, um, I think they play, is it the Tigers this week or? Well, the Red Hot Tigers, they're probably the biggest surprise of the, of the footy oh, so far, aren't they? Absolutely. They're, well, they're, maybe them, St. George, the Warriors, they're all up there. Yeah. Like, so, mate, the Tigers, like Benji Marshall, how good's Benji Marshall playing? Oh, it's, like, it's like he's 21 again. Yeah. Well, Parramatta play Manly this week. Okay. Um, now it's it's a home game, but you can't really call ANZ a home ground because it's not Parramatta's home. No, but if I was going to play anyone, I'd probably want to play Manly at the moment. I mean, they yeah. look dead and buried, don't they? Sunday two o'clock game. Yeah. You can expect no fans and pretty poor ratings for that one. Yeah. Even though it is traditionally a, a bit of a key matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the West Tigers, I think everybody's enjoying the West Tigers play, and mm-hmm. it's, the way they're playing is very reminiscent of, of their 2005 season, the year they sure. won the comp. Yep. Um, throwing the ball around, mm. um, up in your face. They've got a bit of desire, a bit of a hunger and, yeah. and belief, um, even though no, no one else really believes in them. They believe in themselves, and I guess that's all that, all that matters. Absolutely. Except for the Tigers fans, of course. I'm sure they believe, and um, they're off to a hot start. And can they keep it up? I probably think they, they potentially lack a little bit of depth as the season goes, goes on. If they have an odd injury or two, um, it, it, listen, it's hard to keep that level of play up mm. for 26 rounds. Every, every club's going to go through ebbs and flows and some lulls and, and, and patches of, of good form. Um, are, the storm, are, are the Storm struggling? Are they going to find their feet again? Oh, I think they will. They're, they've got a little bit of some teething problems in the halves, which mm. you know we kind of expected that to happen, but... 
I think there's probably a bit more not infighting, but there's a bit more instability coming from the storm than there ever has been. You know, like around the young half Brody Croft getting yeah, dropped. Yeah, I mean, and, I think if you if you lose a stalwart like Cooper Cronk, then you know you're gonna sort of he's like a once in a generational player as a halfback. It's going to take its time. Pretty right? big boost to fill, and he didn't really come on um, when he first started. Mm. Uh, once Kamali left. Um, you know, it took him a couple of years to find his feet, and it, yep. and he actually wasn't even a halfback when he came to the club. No, he was a hooker. Turned him into one, haven't yeah. Um, you know, I, I think long term Melbourne will be fine. Their outside backs are still outstanding, and, mm. and they, they they got match winners out wide. So, yeah. I think they'll be there at the end of the season. Um, I, how well they go, I'm not sure. Yeah, because it's I think they are re- rebuilding the club or the team at least. Um, and so after you know the departures, I think their depth will hurt them as well. Yeah. Right, like those guys aren't getting any younger if they get an injury to one of. Say Slater or Smith, they'll probably be in yeah. a bit more trouble. And the Warriors? What? Well, I mean, have you well, seen? Well, so, so you, you say. Look, I, I had a bit of a crystal ball about picking that the that the Eels would be uh, running last, but I also picked that the Warriors coach would be the one that was under the most pressure. Yeah, and he hasn't shown it because uh, he wanted it was an extension. It. He um, too. Have you yeah. seen what the Warriors have been doing um, after they score tries? They form no. a huddle. Do they? And they go through breathing exercises. So oh, the really? whole team, yeah, they sort of almost like immediately after. Or, yep. Yeah. So right. it's, it's on the field as the kickers are taking the kick. They mm-hmm. all stand in a circle. They kind of embrace, yeah. um, close their eyes, and do do some breathing exercises. They apparently helps them refocus and things well, like that. Maybe we should do that uh, here on Sports yeah. and Speed if we get a bit waylaid. There's been a bit of criticism about the Warriors in years past about you know them getting you know carried oh, away yeah. with emotions and, and buckling under the pressure. Yep. So this seems to be a bit of a tactic. Right. Um, but probably one of the biggest off-season signings isn't necessarily a player or a coach, but the the Warriors recruited Alex Corvo, the Storm's fitness trainer. Oh, okay. Across, so he's yeah, okay. implemented a lot of these things, including these these breathing exercises and things like that. Right. Uh, but overall, the Warriors' fitness has been yep very very good, right mm. up there, as you'd expect. And maybe that could be you know could attribute to some of the the, the decline in in Melbourne's early season. Potentially, yeah, absolutely. Well, you lose a key piece of your of, of your organisational puzzle that can hurt you all the time. Yeah, if so, you don't have the ability to succession plan for it. So your medical and your support staff are very important this mm. day and age. So what about this, Trudy? Moment of the year for you in the NRL so far? I've got a moment of the year. It, it's the uh, it's the Nathan Brown Wayne Bennett press conference sledging oh, yeah. match. When when Nathan Brown laid the smack down on Wayne Bennett about thinking with his small head rather than his big head, yeah, definitely. Now, I've never seen. I, I just love that. This is what happens when all these excuses come out about what Brownie actually meant, and he wasn't really talking about that. Let me tell you, Brownie was talking about his dick and balls. Yeah, yeah. So maybe because he he had a fling down here, old Bennett. He did. And separated from his wife, and yeah, that was obviously in reference to that. And uh, Wayne yeah. got distracted from the football and took up another hobby. He did. Um, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, I mean, I gotta be honest. I think that Wayne Bennett may not coach beyond this year. I just think at seventy years old, he's you know. Well, there's there's so there, there's a bit of controversy. Well, it's funny you say that because there's a story coming out recently, I think today actually, around saying that um, uh, is um, uh, so is Craig Bellamy potentially Brisbane's next coach? Yeah, okay. Well, so he was quoted in I think News Limited papers today saying something along the lines of um, that he he hasn't ruled anything out as a future career in even being potentially a director of coaching at Brisbane or something along those lines. So I said so the. Um, so the general feel around is is that he may replace Wayne Bennett even though he's contracted to the Broncos next year. Yeah, okay. Mm. I mean, because Kevin Walters in the last couple of weeks, he he left his position as an assistant coach. Yeah, and now, I mean, you know, you don't... Some talk of them chasing Paul weeks. Green, so the Cowboys had some coach dramas. Yeah. And they've been another disappointment starting the year out one and five. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, despite their poor start, re-signed Paul Green long term. They did. Uh, so, you know, that may clear him up. Some talk that Thurston's a bit getting too old and maybe yeah. hasn't back, bounced back from his injury as well as he could have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cowboys have a bit of an aging pack as well. Yeah. Jordan McLean's out for the year. Mm. Well, it's all happening except for Bulldogs wins. The Bulldogs just got beat again. And then so. there's the Bloody Dragon sitting on top of the table undefeated. Yeah, they're going pretty well. They are. I wouldn't have picked that. No, no. I actually didn't have the Dragons making the eight this year. And it's great because the Bulldogs are playing bloody uh, James Graham to play for the Dragons so that's excellent yeah 
Yeah. Ben Hunt's looking every bit like his $1.6 million deal. Yeah, well, he's cashing in, isn't he? he looks um, like maybe Bennett had him under wraps. So I think there's a bit of pressure on the Dragons now. I mean, 6-0. If, mm. if they don't finish in the top four come season's end, mm. um, you probably have to ask some questions. You know, they got, They're known as hot starters, but... Yeah. I think the team's good enough now to go on with it. They'll have Gareth Widdett throughout the rep season. Yeah, he, yeah he's, a, he's an Englishman. He's an English guy. Uh, I ben, think they'll be okay. Ben Hunt will be playing Origin. Yep. He'll be the halfback for Queensland. Yep. And I think the Dragons are going to probably have a whole host of uh, players in the in the Origin squad. Potentially. Um, so that middle part of the year may be tough for them. Well, it's all going to happen in the NRL, and we're pretty happy to see footy back. We're loving it. The AFL's back as well, Streety. It is. Now, a question for you, mate, on the AFL... Are the Brisbane Lions the worst franchise in Australian sporting history at the moment? You can't score 17 points in an AFL game. You can't kick two goals over four quarters. This is an AFL game. This is not behinds. a school game. That, this that's is, disgraceful. Like, this is two goals and five behinds. I think every, everyone in the club should be docked a week's pay <laughs> from the coach to the managers to the CEO right down to the trainers and strappers because that is just absolutely disgraceful. Can you imagine? That, that would be... That is actually pretty good. I think that's a pretty good exercise. But I, I, I don't know that it would happen, but it would be pretty a fair good. fair bit of industrial action going on. What, hap- happened, what but... has happened to the Brisbane Lions? In 2003... Like in the early 2000s, they won three premierships in a row. Four, four straight grand finals. Four straight grand finals. They were dominant. And it doesn't even seem they're like they hit the bottom yet. That seems like they keep getting worse. Yeah, they're calling, you know, maybe one of the best teams ever. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of a dynasty, but. How does a club go so bad? What, like, what happens? How do you continue to make bad decisions? Yeah. I don't know if, if Queensland just don't produce enough local talent. Mm hmm. That, that want to play or stay is the argument that they haven't been given enough of the same advantages as what say the Sydney Swans have been given well I think they had some concessions but a lot of those were wound up yeah okay. uh, especially for the Lions yeah right um, so could this be just a precursor to what actually would happen if the uh, if the Swans concessions were wound up as well yeah mm. but I mean I, I think Sydney is in a position where it's a bit of a multi-sport city where mm. we're not too far removed from Melbourne yeah um, that people will play everything, and it's a big enough city to sustain yeah. that. Big move, I suppose, for someone like a Melbourne Victorian kid to move from. Victoria yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys get homesick and, and want to go yeah. back because it just doesn't. It's a rugby league town, Brisbane. Yeah, it's one team, Broncos, and then everything yeah. comes second, except for you know when the Lions are going good, you still have your AFL heads, but yeah. it's, it's not quite as big. We well, can go to Fortitude Valley up there, but it's not exactly as exciting as say. Chapel, Chapel Street, Street down in Melbourne or somewhere like that. Or the Crown Casino yeah, on, a, right. on a, on a yeah, July, Brisbane Saturday Casino. night. Brisbane Casino is pretty lame compared Treasury, to Crown, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. I haven't won there much. No. Um, no. Yeah, AFL. So, I mean, the, the Giants, I mean, as expected, top yeah. of ladder. Yep. Sydney Swans are up there. But no one's been dominant in the AFL, have they? No. Well, but, like, there does seem to be a bit of a talent gap. Last round, what do we say, seven teams scored over 100 points. Seven teams scored like out of in the fifties and of under ten games, yeah, and so that's a fair. There's a fair few floggings. Yeah, any surprises, disappointments? Uh, I'm surprised. Aside from the Brisbane Lions being so bad, well, not... yeah, but I'm not so so sure. I'm surprised at that. I would say that they're probably um, they're probably oh, there he is, my favourite NRL. That's star, why the that's why the Ron Tigers. Palmer. That's why the Tigers in the NRL are that going is so exactly well. Ronnie Palmer. Ron Palmer. You will not find a man who is just more of a born winner. And quickly back to rugby league. Ron Palmer. James Maloney carving up for Penrith. Yeah. Making, He's going to be New South Wales 5-8. Making the Sharks look like idiots. Yep, absolutely. And probably we play, we play Penrith this week and he'll probably make us look like idiots. And, probably will and too. We'll, we'll lose again. Yep, a poor decision. Anyway, yeah. Ron Palmer for Dally M for sure. So AFL surprises? Probably oh, no, no real surprises? Not heaps of surprises. I, I was surprised last weekend when Collingwood beat Adelaide so convincingly in Adelaide. That surprised me. Um, I think it was in Adelaide. Was it in Adelaide? Yeah. Yeah, I think Adelaide have have, a, have had a bit of a hangover from last year, like uh, as the much See, like probably yeah. not to Parramatta's extent, but yep. no, they they lost a few key players. They got mm. a few younger guys in. Obviously, yeah. not as strong across the park, mm-hmm. but being Adelaide, the expectation's still there. Yeah, yeah. Just not performing as well as they could, but yeah. 
So that surprised me a little bit. I, like, but I think they'll bounce back. The Crows, they're sitting just outside the eight at the moment, but I still think they'll go okay. And how about the Premiers? The Tigers there, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. All the, you know, they, they look pretty good on the weekend. So, But they... Uh, they're solid. They'll do what they need to do. I don't think they're a Western Bulldogs who, you know, wheels seem to have fallen off them. Yeah, so, something's going on there as well. Yeah, it's I funny how you I can wonder. win and then, you know, just go shit the next year. I know. With, you know, not many injuries. and No, that's weird, isn't it? It's funny now, sports like, you used to have periods where teams were strong for sort of three or four years and could yep. make consecutive grand finals, um, even if they didn't win them. Yeah. Uh, and be back. But it seems to be that the turnaround... Um, you know, it's tougher. It's tougher. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, um, you, you can't have that consistency. Yeah. You can be a good team, but you may get bundled out or yeah. one injury to a key key player, or you yeah. know, not not so much a key player puts you out of the running. So absolutely. Well, and I probably I tell you what I've probably been disappointed with in the AFL. I thought the Geelong Cats would probably be better than what they have been so far. Mm-hmm. I thought with the midfield and the depth that they had, they probably would be a lot better. Um, I know they've kind of had a few injury issues. I think they had, you know, something like 17 blokes out, you know, that would have probably been, you know, maybe oh, somewhere like that. I mean, I think a Geelong fan told me that. I think he's full of shit. But anyway, but they, you know, they're not going as well as what I probably thought they would. That's yeah. probably a disappointment. But but overall, I think um, probably the biggest disappointment for me of the AFL season so far is that, that disparity in, in kind of scores. Like, I haven't seen heaps of great games. Mm. Um, I've seen some good ones, but not heaps of great games where I kind of go, wow. Like, you know, the last couple of years in the AFL, I felt like it's been so tight. There's like a kick in it for for position, you know, six to ten on yeah. on the the ladder. But I don't know that that's going to happen this year. Fair bit of disparity in the early rounds. That's what it seems like. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. It might settle down a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how you can be as bad as the Brisbane Lions about this early. Jesus. Like, well, I'll tell you where there's not much disparity and the things are quite even. We're going stateside, and the uh, NBA playoffs have just started. NBA playoffs, yep. So so far, it's you know a lot of the first round are two games in across all, or almost all all, all uh, games. Yeah, all any series. surprises for you so far? Um, probably not so much surprises. I think um, you know, like if you take a look at the Western Conference, we'll start there. Yep. We have the the New Orleans Pelicans with the worst name in sports. Yep. They're you hate that, that name, don't you? I can't stand it. It's yep. a shit name. But good good playoff team. Mm. P- pretty um, you know, pretty ordinary or a pretty, you know, a fairly thin roster for the regular season. Mm. But as we all know, when the playoffs start, your rotations your bench shortens and your key players play more minutes. Oh, so you're saying they're just more stacked towards say the you know, seven blokes that play minutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think the, the Pelicans are, are far more... They dead. lost to Marcus Cousins, didn't they? They did, yeah. and they actually got so, better. Yeah. They got playoff Rondo. So, Rajon Rondo, mm-hmm. he's... Uh, yeah, playoff Rondo. He, yeah, he, he calls himself Playoff Rondo. He, Does he really? He, he openly states that I, I play better in the playoffs. Yeah, right. So, he kind of just takes it well, I have a split personality at, like like here. I, like at nighttime here, I call myself Nighttime Macca. Yep. Yeah, my wife doesn't like it. Yeah. No. I've seen I've seen nighttime macker before. Yeah. <laughs> it's grumpy at about nine o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's because I don't should eat at five. Should yeah. eat at five o'clock. Yeah. So the Pelicans actually won two games on the road. So yeah. two two games of the first and the seven. Yeah. Uh, they've won away from their home, so they go back for games three and four down in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, right. So the up uh, two nil up two nil is a six seed over three. But you got uh, I got to say seedings don't really mean much because. In the West, so close. you've got your one and two, the Rockets and the Warriors, mm-hmm. and then see teams seeded three through nine. Mm. There's only one or two games separating all the records. Okay, so it was very close. So, so is so? Do you think the Pelicans are going to hold on in their series? They're yeah, win? yeah, they win that series. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably go on to play. I think the Warriors in the next round or something okay. like that. And, and so, what about from the Western Conference? Is that the best series going on? You think? Or is it so? The Rockets, the Rockets series uh, is is probably. Well, that's probably going to go the Rockets' way. Yeah, they'll they'll sweep that. Uh, the Warriors, the Warriors look like they're going to smash the Spurs. Yeah, they'll, they'll sweep that. Which is so unfortunate for Paddy Mills. Unfortunate for Paddy Mills, and um, well, let's a talk a strange about, situation going on there yeah, in Spurland. The Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, last year's well, their MVP at least. Like he was in, actually touted as a you know highly picked as an MVP for this year. Yeah, so Kawhi Leonard. The is he a small forward for the is yeah. he play three spot yeah, for them? Yeah. 
So a small forward for the San Antonio Spurs. He has played only nine games this year. Nine games? In bizarre circumstances with a quadricep injury, or what's reported to be a quadricep injury, that won't heal. Supposedly won't heal. Supposedly won't heal. But ironically, Tony Parker, their 75-year-old point guard from France... Who just seems to keep playing every year? Maybe it's the French, the French wine, the uh, wine and cheese, and maybe. Uh, so he had the same injury, but he is now back and playing. They it kind of occurred at the same time, and he's it? ten years older than him. Yes. Yeah. Now that seems bizarre. It's 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 a strange story, um, and for people that don't follow the NBA, it's it's kind of almost like a situation of your mate do, doing a runner from you. Yeah. And just leaving you high and dry. Seems like it. Because he, he's not even with the team. He's in New York rehabbing the injury. Yeah. And the general consensus coming out of press conferences with representatives of the team, like the coach, Greg, Greg Popovich, is they have no idea when he'll be back. You'll have to check with um, with his people. Yeah. So okay. that it's not up to us. It's up to his yeah. representative. And as this guy's employer, you'd kind of want to know exactly what you're paying his wage. Yeah, absolutely. It's so it seems like, a weird situation. seems like there's something really bizarre going on there, and there's a big gap between in, in relations between Kawhi Leonard and the team, and certainly probably Kawhi Leonard and his and his teammates. Yeah, there's a lot of takes out there, um, some subtle shots um, mm. made by the coach in press conferences when, when asked about the issue. Mm talking about guys who are playing and how they're always there for the team. and yeah. But the comments this the coach is making is, isn't necessarily directed. Even though he's At speaking about one guy, the, the, the message mm. is being sent um, yeah. about another guy. It seems bizarre, especially for a franchise that's been known for their stability over the years. Yeah, yeah. And, and for a guy so. that's you know, one of the top five, six players in the league, mm. questions probably have to be asked well, whether he'll be there. Well, yeah. And like whether or not as a... T- like, other te- so he's coming into a free agency year in summer, isn't he? Is he is he a free agent restricted uh, or? after after next season? But the, the crazy thing about this is the team he's currently with can offer him a contract extension which will far exceed what he could get on the open market. And we're okay. talking up to forty fifty million dollars difference. Mm, wow! So over a period of what? Over a period of five years. Five years. So okay. it seems weird to be burning your bridges on one end where the, the team you're burning a bridge for is. The team that can pay you the most an extra 20 30 percent more than what anyone else can. <coughs> well, he did have didn't he have issues with his shoe sponsorship deal this year as well? Ironically, uh, the Jordan brand, mm. Nike brand owned by Jordan, um, wanted to sign him to a four year 20 million dollar sneaker deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when sort of things started to fall apart and he started to not play. Mm-hmm. And I find it weird that you'd bitch about a shoe deal and not play basketball for your employer that pays you more than that. Yeah, that's right. Um, so maybe he wants a bigger slice of the pie in a bigger market. Who knows? Interesting. Very interesting. Probably one yeah. of the more bizarre stories in the NBA. And what about on the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers? Oh. Are they the real deal, Streety? Or are we all getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because we want them to be the real deal just yet? I think we want them to be the real deal. Mm-hmm. We can't help but get carried away in a bit yeah. of Sixer mania. Sure. Um, every Aussie should be going for the Sixers. Yep. Um they play an exciting brand of basketball. They do. Um, they're probably, you know, you'd have to say a year ahead of expectations. Definitely. But probably a year or two ahead of expectations. Yeah, yeah, so I would have thought it would have taken them a little bit longer to gel as well as what they have. But I... I Given I, the climate of the East, they're, they're every shot of actually making the finals. Well, and you're referring to the fact that obviously that's a... The ass seems to have fallen out of some teams and their chances, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Obviously, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers seem dependent on LeBron, LeBron scoring James, 50 points. Which he got 46 today in yeah, a win. Yeah, and they won, but then nobody else did anything around him. No, no. But, but the Celtics, they lost their two biggest free agent signings from the offseason in Kyrie Irving and Gordon Haywood, both to injury. And, and they're actually playing really quite well, the Celtics. They are. They seem to be playing quite well, but, but there's a general thought around the, the can't sustain that, it. well they can't sustain or that might open up the east a lot more yeah. for somebody then your I your mean, friends are the toronto raptors well the mighty raptors I, i've said this to you before because i am a raptors fan we've got a bet on it it is this year that they are going to go to the nba finals and, and and our bet we made a bet we did which was that the raptors would be in the nba finals this year 
and the loser has to buy the winner dinner. Yep. It's not a big bet. We don't get great money here at Sports and Spit. It's not <laughs> happy to take on sponsors. We haven't kicked it off just yet. So, but this is pride on the line here in Sports and Spit land. We, I want to, I want to see the Raptors in the NBA Finals this year, and I think it's our best shot. And that could be, that will have to be at the expense of the Philadelphia 76ers if that happens. But, yeah. but that's that's where we're going to go, mate. Well, the Sixers, Demar and Kyle, they they have to get through their first series, um, which probably may be. Um, the toughest of their series mm. en route to the finals if they are going to get there. Oh, you think Washington poses their biggest threat? Washington will get bundled out. Toronto yeah. will beat them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, and then the Toronto runs with the Cavs in round two. Mm-hmm. I think the Cavs probably will win their series uh, in seven. Against Toronto? No, against the Pacers. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and then we may see a you know a changing of the guard, Philadelphia and Cavs in the East finals. Mm-hmm. And I just think matchup-wise, Cavs can't defend yeah you know, they, they're, they're, they're a pretty terrible defensive team this year and I just think the Sixers have beaten them twice already yeah well I think I, I you know what I, I actually hope the Cavaliers don't make the Eastern Conference Finals not obviously because that will mean that the not just because that will mean that the Raptors are there but because because they ripped their team apart halfway through the year right? and I so I want it like I don't want them to have success because I don't want I don't want that. I don't want success to come that easily. I, I, you make changes in February. It's only in April. You tore your team in half, replaced half the guys, half your starting lineup, and I just don't think you can build a team that quickly. I think it takes longer than that. Doesn't matter how good LeBron James yeah, is. Yeah, but the counter is that it does matter how how good LeBron James is because well, he, yeah. he's so central to what they do, mm. and you know, being the, the best player in the world. True. He just needs a couple of role players doing their jobs, mm. and you're in with a very good chance to win every game you play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but, but I, it, it, I, it relies on LeBron well, being I, supreme LeBron. Well, it relies on him being supreme, supreme LeBron and being able to sustain that across an entire four playoff series. But he's played 82 games the first yeah, time in his career. I, I'm not saying he, he's not fit enough to do it. But I think the biggest reliance you have is on those role players yeah. figuring out what their role is. And playing it properly, mm. and I think that's what takes time because you didn't replace your starters with just role players. You replaced them with some kids that are actually coming up that were mm. big, big stars—not big stars, but but quite integral pieces of their team. Yeah. And I think what they're doing is struggling to find where they belong on the Cavaliers. So I think they'll get better, but I just hope this year it doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, go the Raptors. It's hard to know what will happen with the Cavs next season. Mm. Um, they're still favoured to make the finals, but no one's picking them to actually win it. No. Which, I mean, okay, so if you're LeBron James, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, um, if I was. You if, know. If, if your finals record, what's he been in there? What's he won? Two, two and seven? Hasn't he been in like the last uh, six yeah, or seven crazy. finals? Yeah, he's won three championships Yeah. and five finals losses. Eight yeah. finals. That's a lot of time. Would you... Lose. If if you knew, well, okay, would you go to the finals to only know that you're going to lose it, or would you rather just go? I'll just take an extra longer holiday because uh, I don't even think that enters his mentality. Like, a, nah. like this is a guy who, like, like he probably to, backs himself to win anything. The competitiveness that you would have to have to compete at an NBA level and the level he does to put a team on their on your back and win games for them, I don't even think. I think he just thinks he can win everything. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what you have to do to separate yourself to be one of the greats if not the greatest yeah so I think I don't even think that enters his mind mate I think he well, just basically the game he played there. today which I watched the first quarter he mm. scored the first 13 points of the whole game so it was LeBron James 13 yeah both teams 0 0 okay and then at one point he was leading uh, the game 18 to 2 <laughs> so and yeah it's just a yeah really dominant performance and his coach challenged him um, before game 2 and Said, you know, we need to do more to be aggressive from the outset. Mm. He was criticised for being a bit too passive um, okay. in game one, and they found themselves down by eighteen yeah. at the end of the first quarter in game one. Then they lost right. by eighteen. Any other surprises coming out of any of the series? Do you see another upset like the six versus three, the Pelicans you mentioned? Uh, probably the most entertaining series thus far is back over west is the Jazz, Utah Jazz, and the Thunder. Okay, so we've got. Um, a bit of a challenger to Ben Simmons' Rookie of the Year 
Donovan um, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. So he, is he a challenger? Is that even a legitimate challenger? Are absolutely. they just trying to create competition? Uh, I, th- I think given the numbers he's putting up, it, it's, it's a very, very serious challenge. I mean, okay. this is a rookie that in the Western Conference is averaging over 20 a game. Mm-hmm. He's led his team to the fourth seed. They were written off by everyone, and then he's pulled it back to better when they were, than what they were last year. Yep. Well, not because they haven't won the series yet, but um, exceeded all expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we uh, the consensus is that Simmons will win Rookie of the Year. Yep. Um, I think he will, and I think he deserves it. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and any other year, uh, this Mitchell would, would win it in, sure. a, in a landslide. Do you um, buy into all of that? that argument that they're making that Ben Simmons is not a rookie and that he had an unfair advantage because he got to watch for a year? To live the NBA life um, Do you buy into before that? he played. Do you believe that? I think there are, there are some advantages to that, for sure. Okay. What advantage do you think he gets? Um, I guess getting used to the travel. Um, you know... What you're going to find is in the NBA, guys might have been on a road trip. They finish a game, they they leave the arena. They might not board a plane till one a.m. Mm. They get into the next city at four a.m., five a.m. Yeah, they got they got a game that night. Yeah. So Simmons, you know, may well have been used to that sort of you know schedule. So in in able in order to you know, prepare his body, prepare himself mm. to play. Yeah. Where while he had a year off doing that. Yeah. Old mate Mitchell was probably on his iPhone in a lecture. And yeah. I doubt. Well, I don't you, think you would have been attending many lectures. No, no, you're right. So, so probably but, playing Xbox. But, but I, yeah, I, I, but the fact is, Simmons didn't didn't play a game. Well, yeah, he, so did, he, he didn't play a game. You've got he's, to put the ball on the floor. Eligible and, but I, but also, I think uh, if I remember rightly, because of his foot injury, he didn't travel with the team that much. He travelled with much. the team towards the end of the season, and I think only sparingly. I think he attended. I think there was a certain period of time where he didn't even attend any home games because of what he was doing with, on his foot and how he was rehabbing it um, because I don't think they wanted him on his feet for long. Yeah. But at the same time then too, I remember, like, yeah, whilst obviously he went on road trips with the team and towards the end of the year they tried to fit him into the system and everything else. So I think it's I think it's okay. Under that logic though, you, you could make an argument that American players have an advantage over international players of winning awards like that because... They grew up watching the NBA and experiencing the American lifestyle more. Totally. So, so one of is it? Is there hasn't one, been many overseas players to win a rookie of the year. No, but that's well, yeah, I suppose. But um, but you don't ever hear them being eligible. Like, or sorry, oh, you don't ever no. hear the American guys say, "Oh, well, that's yeah," but that's probably probably because the American guys had an unfair advantage. Yeah. What you're also going to find is a lot of the European prospects that come over and get drafted have already played. Professionally, mm. in development teams in in the Euro League. Yeah, so shouldn't they be more developed? Wouldn't they then have an unfair advantage because they've been playing professionally? That's the same advantage that you're saying Ben Simmons has got mm. because he existed in a professional system. But these European guys existed in professional teams since some of them were 13. Yeah, but, not, uh, but none uh, of them win the Rookie of the Year. And I also think said. that there's a definite some yeah American bias in the. Oh. Uh, in, Oh yeah, it won in the, the voting push, side. Yeah, of and the push for yeah. these guys to win the awards. Oh, but and I just think honestly, I think this is all a moot point anyway. I think, I think because Donovan Mitchell's become the number one offensive option on his team, and 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 I think they need to create a bit of competition. Like if you look at the entire body of work, Simmons versus Mitchell over the entire year, you couldn't vote any other way other than Simmons for for nah. the year. Like no. it just you couldn't do it. You'd, I mean, it'd be a fool. The Sixers won fifty-two games, sixteen. Finished the season on a sixteen-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, their other big guy, Embiid, was out for the last yeah. seven. So Simmons carried them on his team, averaged a triple-double the last thirteen games of the year. Yeah, that's right. You know, like all-star players don't do that. This is a guy yeah. playing his first season on floor in the NBA. Yep, uh, absolute superstar. So be good. We'll be watching the rest of the NBA playoffs. We'll look at keeping you up to date. Go the Sixers. Go the Raptors. Come on, Raptors. Okay. Well, okay. Who, who, who? So you got the Raptors in the finals. I'm taking the yeah. Sixers in a flyer to make the to finals. To make the finals. Yeah, I think they make it. Who, you do get carried away. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you have from the West? Oh, I don't think you're going to touch the Warriors. No, no. I don't. I like. I. You know, I, I think so. As much as, I, the as much as crazy. I, you, mu- you, 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 smart people must have heard that I, I didn't say the Raptors were going to win the finals. Yeah, they just be there. I just think they'll be there. So smart. I, I think that they'll be there, but there's no way you'll beat the Warriors. I, 
I I have only seen a few Warriors games this year because I, f- I find them inconsequential to watch. I oh, I can't figure out a way to beat them. Yeah. Like, not that I'm the smartest basketball brain, but I I can't see how you beat them. I, I don't yeah. I don't see how you would. Like, well, in our little M- too many guns in our little bracket competition we did for the NBA finals. Yeah. And got the uh, the Warriors taking down the Sixers four one. Okay. Yeah, right. And then I'll just give the Philadelphia boys a taste. Yeah. It might a little bit like be a bit like OKC in 2012 when they got, got knocked it. off by the Heat, got uh, by Miami. They yep. were there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for the OKC, they couldn't get their team together, but yeah. I don't see that not happening. Yeah. The, the Sixers will be around for a long time. They'll be winning championships. I think they'll keep the group together. We'll see. The NBA playoffs. So we don't have that long left on Sports and Speed episode yeah. 10. We're pretty determined to keep this close, as close as we can to an hour. Let's Very quickly, let's talk some cricket. So what? the ball tampering yeah, scandal. That's kind of disappeared pretty Where quickly. Where did everybody go? Yeah. No one has said a thing since the players arrived back in town. And we had a few PR disasters in terms of press conferences. The players came out, all of them, and said, we will not appeal the sanctions. We will stay out of the game for nine and 12 months, respectively. Where are they, Streety? I don't know. Are you, are you happy with the, the punishments that, that were handed down? Uh... Yes, I am. I, I think uh, I, I like uh, I, the fact that people showed remorse, and that I didn't fall for the public relations exercise that those guys put on. Yeah. Um, I think it was all a lot of it was all staged. I think it was very contrived, um, and that's not to say that they weren't remorseful for having done it. But at the same time, just because two days like two days earlier, we all wanted to basically lynch them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then apparently there was this outpouring of Warner public sentiment. crying on TV. It just but see, seems very ingenuous. Yeah, yeah, but but how is that any more disingenuine than Steve Smith crying? Like, you know, because I found his weird to watch as well. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, uh, in the eyes of the public, I think Steve Smith appears to be more of a sensitive... That's the public Real relations guy. machine but talking, yeah. mate. That's what's happened. They just had a better PR team. That's why you don't hire your wife's socialite friend to do your PR when How this happens, mistake. right? Yeah, yeah. You do not say to your to your quite lovely wife, I'm sure, you got any mates in PR? Yeah, I'll just ring my mate Roxy and get her to come over and we'll talk about it. So if you ever you need some, do that. some PR work, she's not the person to call. Don't go to Roxy Jacenko, right? But... She's got her own problems. Yes. She will make it about her, quite obviously. And it's not about her. She shouldn't have even been involved. But anyway, that's why that's why Warner seems disingenuine. Like, because both Roxy and Candace made it about themselves. So anyway, ridiculous. So so cricket. I look, I was happy with the punishments. I I believe that they 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 kind of they they matched what the actual intent was for these guys to cheat, right? I think the I think the Australian cricket team needed these guys to have twelve months off yep. in order to correct the culture that's in there. Um, but but I you know I I guess what I would say is is that um, cricket is needs a culture shift anyway, yep. and the new TV rights deal that they recently signed I think is a pretty good one. Yeah, because well. it takes it away from forty years of history. Channel Nine probably had been fairly complacent with the broadcasting of the cricket. They turned down the broadcasting rights for the for the Big Bash League when it first came out, and that was proven to be one of their biggest mistakes they've made. And I think they've taken cricket for granted, and I think cricket's kind of taken the Australian public for granted. Mm. Um, but now, Foxtel and Channel Seven have swooped. They've gone in bed together and they've uh, come in and taken it away. So. Which I mean, poses the question. We've been so used to, for years and years. We've grown up with the Channel Nine commentary team. We've had the, Richie Benno. We've had Richie. We've yeah, had he's gone. All the voices. Who? Who, who is the twelfth man going to start taking off now? Well, who's going to be the captain of the commentary team? I've got Bruce can- McAvoy. I've got some candidates. Who you got? All right. So Joanna Griggs. No, no. No, because she's running some and disgusted at the Commonwealth Games and running some not bullshit. Basil Semplis. No, God. So no, here, my no, four. Basil. Four key yeah. options. Tom Williams. Hey, so oh. good. How you oh, going? Yeah. Welcome to Foxtel's Channel 7 Cricket. Oh, so god. stoked to be here. Oh, God, Tom. Fully sick, hey, bro? Stop it, mate. Oh, by the way, I saw Mark 
Hockalupo off the Goldie oh, on holiday. So was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, driving back from um, Snapper Rocks. Yeah. Um, you know, was he the going to the chicken were, shop again? He was on his bike. I let him cross. The, I didn't. You know, I said, it? "Oh, that bloke's for me. Looks like Oki." Hey, Oki. Across the road, and I yelled out the window, "Oki!" <laughs> yeah. And he, you are such a fan he, of surfers, mate. You, you he's the only pre- bloke I know. You would pretend to be a surfer. Yeah, anyway. I would pretend. Yeah, that's I, cool. I am a pretender. Um, <laughs> anyway, he sort of did the big, you know, peace sign. Hey. Oh, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah right. Good old Oki. Just going down and get some chicken and chips, mate. He's fallen some tough times, apparently. But has he? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, Neither did I till I told someone. They said, oh yeah, he's falling on tough times. Oh, right, anyway, okay. Oki's Oki. Oki's Oki. Still Oki, a two-time or three-time. Not that day. One-time not, world not champ. Not when Streety made his day by giving him a Yahoo out of the window. Yeah, he loved it. You throw him the shaka sign. Local, no, yeah. Did you? Did you shark him? Yeah, yeah. No, I did it. Okay. Oh, did you? Yeah, you would have shark. Kids in the car and. They would have known. Do you know either. him, Dad? And I'm like, nah. Nah. He's Australia's greatest surfer. Yeah, up there with. Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. What was going to say? We're talking about oh, cricket. cricket. Okay, so the four candidates for the mm. captain of the commentary team: mm. Warney, yeah, Ricky Ponning, yeah, Damian Fleming, okay, Michael Slater. Oh, I can't stand slats. No, I'm not having slats. Okay, no, he's a peanut. All right, so no, he's an absolute so, all right. drunk. You, you cannot get Michael Clark. Fuck him off. He's no, you can't. Don't like him. So Clark, all right, no. so it's down to Damian Fleming, Ponting, and Warney. Yeah. Well, Damian Fleming, you didn't mention Damien Fleming yeah, at the did. start. Did yeah, you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think that, we're going to have to play that back. I think that was a bit different one. I, I said Damien, positive I said Damien Fleming. I'm not sure about that. So, the question is, mm. Damien Fleming could get a start as a third wheel, yeah, but do Warney and Ponting, if they were to you know, come into the box, they have a good enough working relationship history-wise yeah. to make a go of it in the commentary team? And will we see any of these old heads, or will all the chapels and all those guys just... Fade off into retirement. Yeah, I think they will. I think there'll be an element of a few people that probably will. Yeah. I, you know who I'd like to see? I'd like to see Kerry O'Keefe. Oh, yeah. I'd like Channel 7 to go, let's go get Kerry O'Keefe. He, he's probably the best commentator out there. Well, when I Triple don't know M, why Channel 9 had never got him. When Triple M did the uh, commentary over the radio for the Test Series of the Ashes, yeah. he was great. He was great. He's probably the greatest commentator that Australia's got. But I'm not so sure that you'd make him the captain of the team. Uh, guest he's, feature, you know. Yeah, he's the colour man. Yeah, he's not the captain though. But f- I don't mind Ponting. I think that's a good yeah. one. Shane Warne, I like his insights. Yeah, I, like I mean, he's a good analyst, but I don't know that he's the captain of the team. So maybe they might have like an anchor and then your lead commentator. But I think Warney, um, well, Foxtel's throw enough money. Yeah. At, uh, at people to, to get him across to their team. Warney, yeah, Warney will have the biggest target on his back because he's, he's the biggest personality of, of all of them. Yep. I reckon that would be very interesting the day that that was announced and the boys in Channel going into Willoughby's Channel 9's offices and thinking, what's happened here? Warney would be out the yeah. back with his Benson and Hedges having a couple of durries, shitting himself, I'd say. What do you think Steve Smith will do on his 12 months off? Oh, you know what? He will probably open a personal training studio or a gym of some sort. An F45? Yeah, an F45 for sure. Yep, he'd be an F45 candidate, no doubt. Yep. Um, look, I think, well, I hope what he does is he spends a lot of time rebuilding his name through assisting junior cricket clubs and probably playing um What about in the cricket. winter? When, in the winter where nothing's down? Would, uh, will he go, go to travel? England and play county cricket? Is yeah, I'll go and travel. He's allowed to go play county cricket. Oh, well, then you'd just go spend a summer in uh, in Europe playing a bit of cricket. Yeah, exactly. So him and his missus will probably go and spend time in some little county in England in the summer. Do a road trip around um, the... Go to France, get some baguettes. Yeah. yeah. Drink some wine in Tuscany. Yep, Absolutely. Yeah, I reckon that's Buy a couple of nice remember. watches in Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Eat a bratwurst in he Germany. He probably won't come back through Johannesburg, I don't think. I, he'll probably come back through the Singapore route, I'd say. Yeah. As a stop Seems South Africa's been blacklisted for all the sports. Exactly. So, what about then, last but not least in terms of cricket, Tim Payne? Is he Australia's luckiest sports person? I mean, he's basically fallen ass backwards in the Australian captaincy in a million dollar pay roll. He's done a Bradbury. He has done a Bradbury. Very Australian. Yeah. Yeah, good on him. Because he was almost out of the team a little while ago, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. So. Tim Payne in the ass, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of like. Uh, I mean, he now becomes. So instantly, he became. It's almost like all the, the. most morally sound person in Australia. Everyone just kind of went, 
bloody Tim Payne. Well, it's almost as if you need Tim Payne in the royal family in England. Hmm. The top five heirs to the throne all dying at once. Yeah, and then you got some bloke you've hardly heard of, King Ralph. Yeah, King Ralph just becomes king of England. King Tim. And then uh, you know it's up yeah, to, he just inherits the throne. He's, he's he's got to become beloved. That's true, and he, he may be he may be Australia's savior. Let's hope he's not as Joffrey. We anointed him fairly quickly. I don't watch that show. I don't, what's oh, the show? You know, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So let's it. just say for all the Game of Thrones fans out there. Yeah, don't hate me because of that. Yeah, that well, mate, you, sh- you need to watch it. It's a good show. Yeah, but I I tried to watch it, and then there was I was watching it because someone told me that there was lots of sex and stuff in it. And then, so I started watching it, and there was a bit of sex. And then this lady had this dragon. There, there is a storyline. Well, I couldn't figure it out, but anyway, it took me a while to figure it all out. And then some lady had a dragon, and, and, the, and I asked who that dragon was, and they said, well, that's that, the lady is the dragon's mother, and the, you know, that's when they lost me. I was like, that'll do me. I can't, I can't see it. I don't know what you're talking about here. Anyway, so anyway, Game of Thrones, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it, but... You watch the Teletubbies with your kids. That's more whack than the mate, I don't Game of Thrones. But yeah, but you know what sort of a tantrum they'll throw. I don't have a choice, mate. <laughs> so anyway, there'll be a bit of whacking going on the Games of Thrones episodes as people watch it too, I reckon. So Anyway, yeah. very good. So that's it. That's Sports and Speed episode 10. Yeah. So we tried to keep it as close as we could to an hour so he didn't fall asleep. Now, I've, um, we've, we've said re- religiously... When we talk about religion, we're not going to talk about the Israel Folau situation. No, not his stupid comments on but, Facebook um, or whatever. We it said was. we don't break news or have any you know hot takes or anything. Yeah. But I've just been given one. Right, he's been given a tip. We're so going been, to come live to you. I've been given a tip by our AWOL AFL correspondent. Okay. Yep. So he's come back with us just in the last sort of minute, and he says he's got a tip for us. Yeah. A hot take. Mm. Um, and his his big tip is the Swannies beating Adelaide, yeah, by forty two. Yeah, so, from him, from him, that's not a big tip. He talks down Adelaide all the time because he runs on this premise that if he talks down Adelaide and they get smashed, then he won't look like a dickhead. But if they win, then he looks good anyway because his team won. <laughs> that's not a tip. Well, anyway, he's got bet on the Swans by thirty five plus. A couple of weeks ago, he, he told you, me to bet on... He, he, he did this about three weeks ago. He said, the Crows will get smashed. We won't stick with... I don't even know who it was. I can't remember what he was crapping on and about. And they won. Yeah, and they won. It was against Richmond. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, nah. did, no, they, did they beat Richmond? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, he said... Whoever well, they beat. He said he, he owed us a tip to make up for his round two tip, which he, you know... Said, so that's what he's calling out. Yeah, yeah. Calling out his bad tip. Saying, it's the same tip. <laughs> the, 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 the crows are going to lose. Here's another tip to make up from a bad tip. Oh. But bet on the Swans by 35. So he's betting against his team to get oh. flogged, but he might come out of this standing and find yeah, tall everybody if they get a win. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he's on very thin ice as a member of this sports and spit team. Oh, he's gone AWOL. He's not, oh, not, well. not accruing any leave, that's we for sure. We all know he's very emotional. So Anyway... Thank you very much for tuning in for episode 10. Yeah, we're in the Double Figure Club, so anytime you're a podcast and you hit double figures, it means you're going to do an 11th show. That's exactly right. So we'll be coming back to you hopefully sooner than what we came to you with episode 10. So thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we will see you then. Hit us up on all the socials. Send your questions if you want, if you want some topics covered. Yep. So if you want some takes, some hot takes. If you want to tell us who you think your captain, the captain of the commentary team should be. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're interested to hear a bit of a you know a hot li- a short list. Mm-hmm. If you've got a surprise or a disappointment or yeah. anything from the NRL or the AFL so far, and if you think that the that the Raptors aren't going to make the NBA Finals, I'm happy to take bets from everybody, and I'll take dinners off all of you. Yeah, and also uh, if you've got any tips for the New South Wales State of Origin halves pairing, that's a bit of a plenty okay. of talk on that at the moment. But anyway, yeah. lots to talk about. We love sport. It's all good. It is. Right, See guys. you back for the 11. See Legs you 11 coming up soon.